everybody, and welcome back to the We Are the Queen podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and with me, as always, is my dear cousin, my co-host, April. Hi there. Hi. It's, it's now the month of March. Where, again, did the time go? I, <laughs> it's so strange. <laughs> It's just like it's mind blowing how quickly time is slipping by. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> and it feels really weird today because uh, you're uh, you you're recording from a different place, so you know <laughs> Zoom is all we're being all weird like today. we're all a little bit weird. Uh, yes, Justin is working from home a little bit today and his home office setup is also my podcast recording studio. <laughs> uh, yes, but um, yeah, so I'm set up in, in his area where when he's a guest on our podcast, that's where he, this is where he records, but he does not have uh, a camera on his computer because it's a desktop. So he does not have a webcam. And so we we're going to do like a, a a double Zoom call for me where I had like video on one <laughs> and then audio on the other one because I wanted to use the audio on Justin's computer because it's it comes in really nicely. Um, but then that get, just gets confusing, and then Zoom might kick us off if we have more than two people. And so yes, yeah, so so April's not able to see my face right now. If it gets too weird, we might pull up FaceTime <laughs> in case she needs to see my face for feedback. But yeah, so uh, I can see April, but she can't see me right now while we're recording. I'll, I'll double my facial expressions today. Oh, God. <laughs> to fill in the gaps. Over, you gotta over-exaggerate. <laughs> yes. I will oh. over-exaggerate my face today. <laughs> but um. I'm glad that I have a backup situation so that we can still hop on and record. And Justin mm -hmm. is so nice to let me use his microphone, which is the same microphone that I have, except it is a different color. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even using his headphones. Like, I'm, like, yeah, just really using all of his technology today yeah the two seconds i saw you i'm like oh you're looking so fancy today thank you these headphones i actually also i'm as i'm pointing to it and remembering that you can't see me gesturing I'm like huh <laughs> i'm just in the void by myself <laughs> these headphones i actually need to get mine out because i also have a pair of these headphones but mm -hmm. they're um playstation headphones technically Nice. And um, Justin bought me my pair like years and years ago, um, and uh, oh, primarily I think I used them when I lived with the roommate in an apartment. That way, I mm -hmm. could like listen, like watch my shows and stuff, and have headphones. Um, mm -hmm. And they're really nice. I just, I mean, I haven't really had the need to use them, and I keep forgetting to dig them out for podcasting because they're perfect for podcasting. Yes. So, how has your week been? You told me you had a story about oh, man. buying textbooks. I do have a story to tell. Well, uh, <laughs> so I had a three-week break from school, 
And this last Monday marked the first day of spring quarter for me. Um, but I've been, I mean, I really didn't have a, like an actual break over the last three weeks because it's tax season. And so work has been really busy. And because I didn't have homework, I was like telling, you know, people at the office, I'm like, oh, hey, I am more available now. I can come in and work more hours for a couple weeks. So that was nice because I got to make more money <laughs> because I was working more hours. But then that meant I didn't have a lot of downtime and I didn't have a lot of <laughs> time to, well, I just forgot. Like, I just, like, plain <laughs> forgot that I needed to plan ahead for the next quarter. And so in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I should probably order my books. I should probably order my books. And I just kind of kept putting it off and putting it off. And so thankfully, one of my textbooks is an e-textbook. And so I was able nice. just to get that. Yeah. Um, I did that last quarter, and I actually really enjoyed it because – when I had quizzes, there's like a search function on my like e-textbook. So I could literally just type in like a vocab word that I needed to find and like found it super easy. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> so one of my textbooks I ordered on uh, my e-textbook app. And so that was great. And then the other one I didn't need this week. So that one I was able to order this week and it got here. And I'm reading it this weekend now for next week's um, homework. Well, so the other book I needed to order, April, is... I should have brought it up. Uh, is the DSM-5. So that's like... Oh yeah, that is like the monstrosity of the like diagnostic manual that's used by counselors and social workers and everything um, to diagnose mental health conditions, right? Kind of an important book to learn how to use in your diagnosis class. <laughs> well, April, I didn't realize how hard it would be to find that. Like, it, it, it's on Amazon, but, um, like, I feel like the price, dis there's, like, a big price discrepancy. Like, some of them are, like, 30 bucks on Amazon, but, like, other options are, like, $140. So, like, my school's, like, bookstore has it for, like, $140, and I'm like, well, let me see if I can find it on Amazon for cheaper. So I found it on Amazon, $30. I'm like, great, awesome. I'm going to order that one. Well, so Justin and I share an Amazon account, right? So uh, I told him, I'm like, hey, I put some stuff in the Amazon cart that I need for school. Can you order it? And he's like, yeah. Well, <laughs> he gets the like notification that it like shipped and everything. So he was looking at you know, the tracking to see when it would arrive so that I kind of had an idea on like how much longer I'd be without this book. And he comes to me and he's like, Sarah, um, your book is shipping from India. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's in, oh, no. it's in New Delhi, India right now. And I was like, um, what? That's so far away. <laughs> so, <laughs> I 
Thank goodness I know people in this industry. And so I had already reached out to one of my really good friends. And I was like, hey, do you have the DSM-5? And um, she was, are you queuing in? She can't see me. I'm not on video. Oh, I was just going to say, it's in Memphis now. Oh, it's in Memphis. That's the update. I, I was going to get there. Okay. <laughs> Justin poked his head in to give an update on my book. Um, <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> progress has been made this day yeah i know that's like kind of a spoiler but anyway so i reached out to my friend and i'm like do you have the dsm-5 can i borrow it my boobs in india and she's like yes you can borrow mine so like good news i have i have a loaner book um my book is now in memphis tennessee so it's good it's on its way Justin was like, it's probably going to be stuck in the middle of the ocean for months, but thank goodness they apparently put it on an airplane. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's just ridiculous. Like, some of those third-party sellers on Amazon, like, I didn't even think to, like, check in on, like, any of that. And the seller is based in the United States, but apparently, I know, I... I'm confused. Are they, though? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> it co- I'm sure it costs them more than $30 to, like, get right. it from India. <laughs> what? Like, you would think, right? Because, like, we, yeah. ha- we got, like, free shipping because it's Amazon. And we paid $30 for the book. Like... That sounds really sus. That's Isn't a huge that weird? dip. Yeah. That's suspicious. Isn't that that's strange? Sus. Like, I mean, there were other third-party sellers that sold it for a similar price. So, like, this wasn't the only, like, one. Um, but, yeah. Huh. So, we'll see what what yeah. shape my book is in when I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this might be a to-be-continued It could. Story. I mean, I will definitely give an update once I receive it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So oh. the lesson that I learned is, to first, I need to order my books a little bit further in advance, and <laughs> I also need to check where it's coming from. Oh, God. all just to you know become a counselor it's just you know i uh, it's it'll be worth it it will be it'll be worth it (sighs) (laughs) no um are there any other updates in your life oh geez that was like my biggest story i needed to pass on to you um other than that like classes going well um i'm gonna be busy for sure my uh other class i'm taking is lifespan development um and that one is a lot of discussion board posts it looks like it's Mm. basically a weekly like discussion board type of situation um which is fine but the discussion boards are always due on wednesday nights and so what? it just does never feel like there's never enough time to, like, read. Because, of course, before you write the discussion board post, you have to read whatever the readings are for the week and all of that. So that's why this weekend I'm like, okay, I'm sitting down with my textbooks and I'm 
doing that so I can get that part out of the way and then, excuse me, um, do the writing portion, you know, by, mm-hmm. by the deadline. So, so there's that. Um, but so far my professors seem to be really great and really engaging this quarter, which I really appreciate, um, because that makes the class like that much easier. Um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. And yeah. So this last week was just a lot of, you know, of the like kind of introduction part. Um, and then I did have to do a discussion board post, um, this last week during the first week of the class, which I was a little bit upset about because I was like, it's the first week of the quarter. Why do we have to do this now? But it was fine. Um, and actually, I'm going to bring up the topic of that discussion board a little bit later in the podcast episode because I think it might create for an interesting discussion. And if we don't have time for it, we could do it next week. But yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so that was like the biggest thing. And then the other thing really that... I tried to focus on in the last week is my self-care and really trying to be intentional about finding ways in uh, where I can move my body like trying not to frame it so much as like exercise or a workout but Mm -hmm. really just trying to find ways to be active um so uh, so I did some Ring Fit Adventure last week, um, which is a Switch game. It's very fun. <laughs> um, and gets, holy crap, I get so sweaty playing that game. It's insane. April. like I've, I've heard the same from uh, it's my intense. supervisor. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> intense, but it's super fun. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then I took a walk, um, on Saturday, yesterday with my friend at the park and it was Mm -hmm. beautiful. The sun was out and I thought it was raining actually right before I left because I looked outside and I saw like what looked like rain. Well, (laughs) we get to the park and April, you know, this park has got big trees, like big, like evergreen trees. And we're walking and we notice that there's just water dripping from these trees so it just it looks like rain is falling but only (laughs) from under the trees so we're thinking that because we had had a lot of um like really cold days and a lot of like frost and so we were thinking there was like just some you know like moisture like finally was uh like it was finally warm enough with the sun out for it to all kind of drip down from the trees but it was very weird um yeah uh i'm doing my best to keep up with my current class yeah uh yeah it's apparently it's a brand new class and it's brand new in the way it is organized and stuff and Mm -hmm. it's like wow you have a lot of stuff to smooth out (laughs) isn't that so frustrating like it is and (sighs) i don't blame the professor at all i blame the higher-ups and like oh yeah they did they did nothing to help our professor and our poor professor was not notified until like the day the class started that she was teaching the class yeah oh that's just awful thing (laughs) I know. Like, who 
does who that? Who does that? Yeah, I that is my I think biggest complaint. Like I feel like it's a complaint and also like it's a uh like a positive at the same time with online classes is those those classes are not like the the curriculum and the syllabus is not created by the professor. I I'm I'm assuming it's similar to in your program mm-hmm. too where it's yeah. like the program comes up with the classes and what's going to be taught and then the professor just kind of facilitates it. So mm-hmm. it's like okay, it's good because then the school kind of controls what you'll be learning and like the pace of the class versus like being just left up to the professor but at the same time then the professor is at the (laughs) is at the mercy of like how the class is organized and they don't have a lot of control over that so right it can be frustrating yeah and yeah and then this class like so far we've only been learning the humanistic uh humanistic intervention therapy types okay but what's been really hard is that we don't thankfully we don't have any discussion boards but then we uh can practice probably multiple times a week but because of like the various schedules in our group Mm -hmm. um it's like sometimes we can only meet once yeah week so and then we're told okay practice for 20 minutes as a counselor and then as the client, and then observe. So I feel like I am learning things, but then if it's a theory that I struggle to understand, like I need to look up more ways to observe it. Right. And even when I do observe it, I'm like, I still don't. Because I think it's all very dependent on what the client brings to you. Yeah, I feel like that would be really difficult to implement mm-hmm. a type of intervention. Like you can only implement a type of intervention if the client is giving you like they're presenting issues that would work well with those particular yeah. interventions. Otherwise it would just feel very like <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah. Like not a smooth <laughs> process. Like very mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's been very interesting I think I'm doing well but I'm not sure and then it make it makes me even more nervous about my practicum because yeah. like um, I don't remember what my next class is supposed to be I'll have to look that up but it's like um tick tock tick tock <laughs> the practicum is coming I think send help <laughs> I think you just have to remember that you're not the only one having these same feelings. Like, mm-hmm. I'm positive that a lot of people oh, yeah. in your program are also feeling oh, yeah. a little lost. Um, and then just remembering that this is like, you know, you get to learn the foundations right now. And then in your practicum, like, I'm ex- like, I mean, I'm scared for practicum too, but I'm also really excited <laughs> because that's where you actually get to like, really dive in and practice and um like you get to tailor things to what your clients are presenting to you so instead of a class being like okay for this next two weeks you have to practice these certain types of techniques you'll go and you'll meet with a client and do your active listening skills that you're already good at Mm -hmm. 
And then yeah. you'll be like, okay, so this week they told me about X, Y, and Z. And this is how I think I'm going to approach it next week. You know, like, I feel like it'll be so much more organic and, like, fluid once we're, like, yeah. actually in practice. We just have to practice these small little things that feel challenging right now. Like, but with practice, it'll just become so much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, so far, my group that I'm in, it's just three of us, but they're both, like, incredibly nice. And the hard part for me in this class is giving feedback. Because, mm. like, I'm still learning these skills, too. So I struggle to give feedback when it's, like, I, f- I still feel unsure myself. Right. <clears throat> so... I've been having to take, like, extensive notes on when I'm the observer um, so that I can, like, fully communicate, like, what it is that I'm seeing. And it's like, okay, this is what was somewhat missing. And then I always remind them, please be mindful. I know this is only a 20-minute practice Yeah, session, yeah. So. <laughs> well, and then also, like, I'm sure when it's your turn – you want constructive feedback from your peers as well. So it's this like give and take of like, okay, we're all learning here. We're all going to be seeing things, you know, in each other. And then I'm sure by giving your peers feedback, you're learning things for your own like benefit too, where you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I noticed this that you're doing. And I think I also need to improve in that same area. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, one of the things that I struggle to work on is asking more open-ended questions, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot more difficult <laughs> you know, than you realize. I was reflecting on this recently. Like, I don't know about you, but with my, like, undergrad degree and any of the jobs I've had up until this point, like... I've pretty much had to ask closed-ended questions because everything I was doing was for, like, an assessment, like, asking about people's health. Like, you know, you you ask specific questions with with specific answers in mind. Mm -hmm. So it's just very different to be like, oh, I just get to, like, kind of be here with the client while they explore and, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's very different. Yeah, and the part I've explained this to the group I'm in, the part that really frustrates me is this whole entire last year and some change, they've pounded it into our brains of you cannot ask questions. How can you do that? Oh, yeah. So it was pounded into our head to not ask questions. I'm like, how can you not ask questions? Because like you can only learn so much in an hour. And I feel like it will take like two or three sessions to really nail down who the client is as a person, their identity, their likes or dislikes. Like how can you not ask questions? Like, well, it's because we don't want to interrogate the client. Well, yeah, but it's like, if we want to show our clientele that we are interested in them as a person and what they need to work on as well as like their victories and their challenges, how can we not 
ask questions. Yeah. So I think how I've um, come to understand it, I do think that the first session is a bit more heavy on the questions. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah. Well, and then the first session is all about like telling them, you know, giving them informed consent and like the whole like kind of just explanation and setting up the therapeutic relationship. Um, I also, from the classes that I've taken where we've practiced like techniques and everything, it's a, it's all about balance. It's a balance of reflecting content and feeling and all of those things where you can say a statement and it will mm-hmm. it will you know validate what they're going through it might give them better insight and keep them talking and like balance that out with questions because sometimes you do have to ask questions and sometimes mm-hmm. questions do lead to more conversation but um one of the exercises i had to do was when i did my mock counseling sessions I had to do a transcript of the entire session. And then after I transcribed it, thank God they had like an automatic transcriber in the video technology thing. So I could just literally copy and paste it and then make edits. Because of course it's not perfect. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I didn't say that. That's weird. Um, So I'd make edits. But then I'd have to go back through and um, like count how many questions I asked and like do a ratio of questions to statements because they're like you should be making more statements than questions so that was like one cool thing that I really appreciated and then I had to go through and like mark like which um uh like the different techniques that I used and like the different like nonverbal skills so like I nodded here or I said mm-hmm here, you know, like that kind of the encourager. So I had to label all of that in my transcript. So it just kind of made me more like aware of how often I was doing things and, you know, things that I could be doing more or less. Um, but yeah, but I think I would um, say that the like the peppering of questions or like the kind of machine gun approach of questioning that does shut people down but like if you can skillfully like you know kind of go back you know and use questions um, intentionally and effectively mm-hmm. then that's good I also I learned that counseling the counseling skill of asking a question, but as a statement. And yeah, so like, I think I've read the same thing. Too. So like, it's technically a question or like, it's open for the client to like, respond to it, but you don't ask it with that intonation of a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, when I was a, the observer, the client kept mentioning Uh, control and like controlling things in her life and like how she feels like so out of control with so much that's happening right now Mm -hmm. and um while the counselor did a or the mock counselor I should say was doing a really good job um staying with her in her feelings and like really examining her feelings um she didn't go into like 
the whole control aspect and like understanding why she was feeling that way Mm -hmm. um so I made sure to mention that to her that was like the critique I had in the moment yeah it's like she kept mentioning this um so hopefully next time if it comes up again jump on it yeah um so but then again it's like I know this is only 20 minutes and 20 minutes can go by so fast it's really fast it's like not enough time to really get very deep on something at all and then you're here you are trying to practice your skills and you're like come on give me something (laughs) give me anything i know (laughs) well speaking of pulling teeth ooh, (laughs) segue that was great segue time great segue how about that love is blind season (laughs) Oh my gosh, April. I wish I could see your face. I know. I know. <laughs> my my hand is on my forehead. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh no. I only watched it for you, April. I will say that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I feel less alone. I, I do kind of understand why people enjoy watching trash TV, though, because it really is, like, mind-numbing, and, like, you can just take a moment to be very angry about something that is not happening to your own life. <laughs> <laughs> yep, now, now you understand why. <laughs> Why what is going on? Trash television. <laughs> no, it's like wow, and it, it's to me. I feel like especially trash television. It's a reflection of what is currently happening within the social culture, mm-hmm. especially in the United States. Um, but it was fascinating fascinating for the next season is the correct word i i will say okay so uh thinking back to the first like episode or two i had hope i had hope that this was gonna be wonderful like positive like so much like growth you know i'm like oh these people are just so kind and that's still like that's true partially through the through the whole thing but there's things that happened (laughs) things that were said um people's true colors started coming out and i'm like oh dear oh no (laughs) Oh, no. Like, everyone oh, needs no. to be seeing a professional counselor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Or another. Like, I really wanted to be like, okay, I need to have a class where I can, like, dissect this. Like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I felt like the first season and i watched the first season late like it had already been out for like a year before i watched the first season so this time i'm watching it like as the world is watching it and um the the first season was just i felt like there was just so much drama and i'm like oh my god and so this one 
when it started, like, that first episode, man, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much less drama. Like, people are just being so vulnerable with each other. <laughs> which is still, which is true. Like, I, th- I do still have that, like, opinion. But as I said, things progressed and just, ugh, that roller coaster was going up and going up during that first episode. I'm like, oh, this is so great. And then it just went downhill, crazy, upside down. It It crashed down. So for those who are not familiar, (laughs) um, so Love is Blind, they start off in separate they call it the pods. Separate pods. They can't see each other when they're speaking with each other. So it gives them to opportunity. It's, it's supposed, supposed to. <laughs> give the person an opportunity to get to know someone for who they are on the inside. Their likes, their dislikes. And nothing in regards to physical appearances. Like, fall in love with the person for who they are, yep. get engaged, and then they meet each other, and then go to, what was it, Mexico? Mexico, yeah, some resort or something. Yeah, some resort, go to Mexico, that's your, kind of your honeymoon, but not really phase, and then go back to the real world to live with each other, and then get married. And if you both say I do at the end, congratulations, like, you have proven love is blind, Right. Which is a whole entire concept. I did like how they had kept having to be like, this is an experiment. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, oh, oh, they're already coming out with the, will you accept this rose phrase? Yeah. This well, is this experiment. This is an experiment. Well, because honestly, like you're putting relationships into a pressure cooker, which I feel like that phrase kind of come up came up <laughs> this time too it's a pressure cooker <laughs> where like in the real world like even if you met someone like say online and you didn't know what they looked you know or whatever like a blind if you right. went on a blind date or something you know yeah. um to get to know someone like usually things don't progress that quickly like no. i mean the fact that like not only are you trying to find someone that you're making a connection with but you're doing it in such a short period of time mm-hmm. that, like, you know, can you... Re- I think maybe this is probably part of the experiment is, like, can you really know everything about this person or at least well enough to make an informed decision and to, like, be able to know that you're going to get along? Right. You know? And then... Speaking of getting along, yes. one of the contestants just did not understand the concept of this show at all. Like, immediately he's like, oh, if we went to a concert, like, could I lift you up on my shoulders? Like, Yeah. Oh, I like buying women clothes. What size are you? <laughs> well, and, and, the, and what pissed me off was especially during the reunion episode that just came out the other day oh yeah so we'll get there but like but like he thought he had this whole thing figured out you know like that he was just so cocky and he was just like yeah this is just all a game and so he wasn't 
So then it makes you question, like, okay, were you taking any of this seriously? Yeah, because, and what makes me mad is, like, I think it was uh, early on in episode two, because um, God bless the queen Deep D. Yes, Deep D's bless my favorite. She is the moment. She is the moment. She is the shining sun. She is everything. Anyways, I just had to give her a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she called him out in the first episode. Like, that was a really shallow thing to say to me. And I don't appreciate that. And he's just like, oh. And so then by episode two, he's just like, you know, like, I'm approaching this all wrong. Like, I need to get to know people as they are as a yeah. person. Like, it's like, yes. It was so beautiful. It was a beautiful was moment. So... Deep tea <gasps> melted down his icy heart. And I was like, okay, there's hope. Like, this is what I need. Change is possible. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> and then just progressively, as the episodes go by, he's saying things like, I don't know, man, she reminds me of my aunt. Yeah, for con- and just and for context, the, the- yeah, for context, they're both Indian. And which they discovered, like, you know, when they first started talking to each other. And mm-hmm. neither of them had actually ever dated anybody within their right. own ethnicity. They they both dated um, other um, people from other racial backgrounds. And so, um, yeah, so when they, like, met face-to-face, yeah, like, Shake was just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, she's not blonde and, like... <laughs> She reminds know, me of I a just, family member. I and I just don't feel that animalistic attraction mm-hmm. to her. And I'm like, what the hell is the matter with you? Yeah. And uh, that was the thing too was when they were in the pods, like especially him, where he it was like a brag. Oh yeah, I only dated white white blonde chicks are you blonde it's like oh okay yeah like uh, it just makes me sad because i just feel like that man has uh in the depths of his being internalized racism against himself it was so strange so strange to like watch that play out and like to uh, I just kept trying to figure out, because he kept saying that he has this, like, deep emotional connection with Deep D and, like, that she's his best friend. Like, so he's saying all these things where I'm like, yes, like, you guys could probably work things out, you know? And, um, like, not that I think that you should just, like, jump into bed together and see if it, like, is a fit, (laughs) but... Mm-hmm. You know, there was, like, that part of me where I'm like, um, okay, well, if you're just not physically attracted to her, like, that's fine, but maybe you say something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I was just lost on whether I felt like he should just, like, stick it out and see if it, like, blossoms into something bigger down the road, mm-hmm. or if he should just cut ties and be like, hey, you know what, like, I really like you, but I like you as a 
friend. You know, like, that kind of thing. Like, friend zone her. Let her down <laughs> a little bit. It's it just, like, and, and that's fine. Like, I think what was also hard, too, is that, like, no matter how he would put it, like, it would just, like, be attacking her insecurities. Yeah. It, and it wasn't kind at all. Oh. It was very, it was very icky. So then, spoiler alert, <clears throat> in case anyone wants to watch it, if you haven't already watched I mean, the Dumpster Fire, I highly recommend. Spoilers <laughs> all over the internet at this point, so yes. <laughs> we're probably, like, too late to the game, April. <laughs> well, probably, but it's like, you know, depression, yay. Um, <laughs> so, they get to the wedding altar... And it was so cool. She was wearing a an Indian style wedding dress. I apologize. I can't remember the word either. For, but it was um, it was beautiful. It. It, was beautiful. it was a skirt and, and a top beautiful. and yeah, like yes. a veil and she had and, um uh the oh my god. I can't remember the name of it. Okay, well, go on. Move on. <laughs> move on. She gets to the altar. And then she says, no, I choose myself. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh. I was so, so happy with that. Because I'm like, so I'm happy. so glad she saw him for who he actually was. And that, like, he didn't actually really value her. And no. she was like, yeah, you know. Also, I, it, watching that, la- that last episode where... They're all supposed to get married. Um, like, it just the, the cringiness of a produced show. Because you know that they were told, like, okay, you have to, you, you've made it this far. You have to go through with getting married. And you can say no, though, when you get up there. You know? So instead of just yeah. saying no the night before and being like, I'm not going to put my family through this, they're like, nope, mm-hmm. we've got to go through with this because it's a television show. Ex- yes, exactly. Oh, And so <clears throat> I had a nice cry when her mother uh, ran up to her outside of the outside of the venue and she was just like I'm just so proud of you yeah. and I'm like oh it was so beautiful and then the reunion oh but wait before we get to the reunion oh. April oh. so I forget Shake's reaction to her saying no and leaving him oh my god I needed to get your take on it because it was so hard to watch because I'm so sorry. My voice is like going in and out. Um, he, so, so she walks back down the aisle to leave and, Mm -hmm. and then he just turns to the crowd of people. So they're friends and family and is like, don't be sad, everybody. This is still a celebration. We're still going to party. I still think this was a success because, you know, I learned about myself. I'm not sure. I don't remember what he said because I was just like in shock because <laughs> like I mean I guess I don't know how I would react in that situation like they'd only known each other for six weeks like 
but it just it felt very inappropriate for the situation instead of like mm-hmm. maybe checking in with her and being like hey like this is just like this is okay we're good like we can just move on you know like some sort of like a resolution he's just like no i'm gonna party so this is my take on it and even though i don't think he deserves any fairness or grace whatsoever i'm going to try to be as very (laughs) gracious about this as possible (laughs) so i think he has severe narcissistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. And everyone has narcissistic tendencies. It's not you're either narcissistic or you aren't. Mm-hmm. But I think on the scale, like he falls pretty heavily. Like, he's not willing to, like, think about how the other people around him are feeling. Right. On top of that, she said no, like, immediately out of the gate. Like, I don't think they started talking about vows or anything. She was just like, nope. Yeah. (laughs) And gone. And I think that was his way of protecting himself oh yeah i definitely saw that too that was my other thought Mm -hmm. was like okay he's either just trying to get through this and trying not to show how he's actually feeling or he is just that like (laughs) i don't know and i'm not going to say that he wasn't or was brokenhearted because for all we know, like, he could have been, and that's yeah. why he went into overdrive mode. Yeah, he was just trying protect to... protect himself. Yeah, show, like, put on a brave face type of thing. Right. And it's like, I think somewhere deep down he knew, like, he screwed up somewhere. Because he kept referencing, what, like, what a genuine, kind soul DT is. Yeah. And, like, she is a rarity, and, like, that she cares for other people, and you know is willing to like make others happy and it's like yeah that's a good thing but like why would you give that up just because there's not the animalistic attraction yeah um because if that's to me if you are only basing marriage off of animalistic attraction i'm sorry everybody looks fade with time and don't tell me, but there's Botox. Like, no, that's not the yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, And, yeah, that that's just my thought is that I think he just went into overdrive self-protection mode. Mm-hmm. And I have a reservation <laughs> on Sunday for no, Nobu or whatever. Yeah, whatever restaurant. I yeah. mean, was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so then fast forward to the reunion. Oh, man. <laughs> like, that to me was peak television. It really was something to watch. It was like, wow. Because <laughs> like, we only scratched the surface of one of the relationships. 
Like, we only talked about Deep Tea and Shake, so, like, there's, like, a couple, you know, several other couples that got matched up during this whole experiment. Um, mm-hmm. So it was very interesting hearing yeah. them talk about their experiences during the show and, like, you know, kind of... Because, like, I mean, they tape the show and then it doesn't come out for a while, so, like, mm-hmm. they've all gone through this experience, but, like, they don't have the, you know, the audience doesn't get to see it until it comes out on Netflix. So, it's, like, it's very, like, so how are things doing, you know, how are things now that uh, everyone's seen it and you've seen it and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, one of the hosts, Vanessa... She calls out Shake, and to add on to what I was saying earlier, like, you know, what if you do get married and then she gain your wife gains weight? What if she has a horrible accident and can no longer walk? What what if like so many what ifs yeah. of what can happen to a person's health and well being while being married? Like, are you just going to throw that away because? she doesn't meet your quote-unquote standards. Mm -hmm. Like, the impossible standards that all women are held to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was something to behold. I highly recommend. It was uh, amazing. (laughs) And I'm so glad they kept it in. Because I'm sure... Me too. I'm sure after she said all that, she's like, oh, I wonder if that will actually get, like, edited out. You know, because they could have just, you know cut it out and moved on but yeah i'm really glad that they kept that in there and talked about his character quite a bit more and oh what was fascinating was how when deep t said like oh yeah what you guys saw on tv that was a watered down version of what happened (gasps) and so i'm I'm just like you brought that up i'm like so what else happened like what other sorts of non-filtered comments did this man spew yeah and the editors are like yep we're cutting that part out you know because they yes you know i'm sure they have just like hundreds of hours of footage that they have to you know shrink down into episodes so one hour episodes and yeah i was like oh no (laughs) and I haven't even touched on Shane. Oh yeah, like like I said, we've only scratched the surface. Shane made me uncomfortable from the moment I saw him. Uh, me too. Like I started to kind of be like, well, maybe he is just like a lovable big teddy bear, but he's very aloof. He's so aloof, and he's got so many problems too. I'm just like. What is with this? Like, I feel like it should be a prerequisite to go on the show. Be like, okay, you need to be in therapy. <laughs> you, you please work on yourself before you come on our show. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I made a comment on... Um, I think it was the Salam Nerds podcast. One of their pages. Anyway, I made a comment saying when Shane calls you out for your poor behavior right and like that was that was my comment like 
when Shane, who is also problematic, yes. probably on cocaine, and is calling you out. Yeah. You're doing You're something doing wrong. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because at least Shane at least kind of understands that you're supposed to, like, you know, respect women. Right, it's like, and even he, like, Shane was not 100%, like, respectful of Natalie either. Like, Natalie, the poor thing, like, constantly having to apologize for her feelings. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, and he he just he needed so much reassurance and validation and like and I kind of forgot about this, but his dad died like just yes. a couple months before the show taping the show, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. dude, what what are you doing? Yeah, you're still grieving. Like, ooh, <sighs> yeah, no, his like his eyes were just like bugged out the entire time, and I'm like, what is what is wrong with you? <laughs> I, kept, I I just loved how Shane kept looking at Nick and Vanessa, the hosts, and he kept looking at them like, "Please help me! Yeah, get the get Shake to stop talking." I know because he was sitting right next to him, and he just was like, tr- he just kept get, trying to make himself smaller, and so and the, Shane's a giant, like he's huge, tall guy, and he's just like crumbling. Like, oh, God, no. <laughs> help. Help. Because <laughs> Shake, Shake would just start talking, and it wouldn't be his yes. turn to talk. And, like, he would be making assumptions about, like, what possibly yeah. happened. With other people. When cameras weren't rolling. Yeah. yeah. And, like, people are just like, no. can you not speak <laughs> for me? You weren't there. What are you talking? Stop reading Reddit. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, and w- watching that reunion, I was like, he knows that this is his last opportunity. Like, he's on camera oh, yeah. one last time. He's like, I have to make some sort of imp- lasting impression. Like, I don't know what his goals are. You know, he's a veterinarian. Is he trying to get into, te- like, reality TV or something? I don't know. Oh my god. Oh, and then. <laughs> so. Nick, the host, said something on the lines to Shake. Like, you treat animals, uh, how did he put it? It was like, basic, wasn't he just saying, like, I hope you treat animals better than you treat people? Basically, like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shake tried to spin that around into, uh, oh, you, you are, uh, giving veterinarians a bad name or something mm-hmm. like that like you're treating veterinarians poorly then it's like that's no we're talking not about you what he said at all. <laughs> we're, we're talking about you a human being yeah <laughs> one oh my gosh. one and individual then, person <laughs> and then shake somehow jumped from that to like all you ladies are great but the one i really wanted to be with was vanessa vanessa who is nick the host's wife and also the like yeah not part of the experiment at all not available like how cringy and berated the same woman (laughs) the same woman who just mowed your ass on like why you are a terrible human being and why you so desperately need therapy yeah yeah 
Excuse me. Oh my god. So, do you, I if if I if I may, I may bring in a question now. Yes. So, Let's do it. Because I feel like it we can use Love is Vine as a great like example. <laughs> um yes. a great discussion topic. So, in my lifespan development class this week, my discussion board prompt was are people powerless to change or like basically do people have the power to change and of course in my discussion board it was under the framework of like human development and like nature versus nurture and like i talked about like you know well, the brain retains neuroplasticity through adulthood, which means you can learn, like your brain can adapt and learn new things like as an adult. So basically like we all had to kind of pitch our reasons why we think that people have the power to change or not. And so in the context of this reality TV show, <laughs> mm-hmm. where... <clears throat> um. We saw some change, we saw some growth, we saw what we thought was change, but then it wasn't, question mark? I don't know. So, what do you think? And, like, do you think that, because part of, like, it was interesting reading my um, classmates' responses, and, uh, like, our big conclusion was that people have to have the willingness to change, and also, like, there's all of those other factors that can keep people um, kind of in this, like, low down space where they don't think that change is possible. You know, like, for example, systemic racism, generational poverty, etc. Mm-hmm. An intergenerational trauma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I would say the answer to my question would be yes and no and mm-hmm. it's based on what the cla- your class came yeah. to uh, the conclusion of a person needs to have the willingness to work on themselves and I think with the example of Shake from Love is Blind is that I think there are so many interwoven webs of um ableism that he has observed over the years um uh colorism that he has observed over the years through like various forms of media experiences in school um and i think like what i said earlier his the narcissism that he displayed i think it's just this powerful way to protect himself Mm mm-hmm from all those messages that an Indian man can receive um, in a very... He lives in Chicago, which is still, like, a very segregated city. Yeah. So, and even though it looks like he grew up well off, that doesn't mean, like, maybe he was just surrounded by many white peers and maybe a couple other minority kids, but... Yeah, we. I wish we had more context. It's hard when 
we only mm-hmm. have like little bits of information. Um, but right. I could imagine that, that that would probably be the case. Um, and I, especially in thinking about like shake and love is blind and everything, um, there has to be an, an awareness like there has to be that self-reflection which is like so hugely talked about in counseling like we as counselors we have to um develop an awareness of our own biases and our own struggles and Mm -hmm. like how are you going to change if you don't think you need to change right And I think part of it, too, like when you're self-reflecting on yourself, if you start to feel uncomfortable, normally what would happen is the person just puts their walls up even higher. Like, nope, I am not the problem. This is uncomfortable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel this. Yeah. Uh, So I think it depends on the willingness of the person, like comparing Shake to Shane. Yeah. Like, I think Shane can work on himself. Yeah. Um, but I think there's, there was a lot of issues there too, because he got engaged to Natalie, who is, I th- think she was South Korean. Yeah, I don't remember what they said. I don't remember either. Or Chinese. Yeah. I can't remember. I'll look it up. Um, and how, like, I think just her race alone also played a factor, not... I think it played a factor in, like, how he treated her. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't realize that because, the, again, like, the stigmatization that has been around for centuries. Yeah. Well, and, um, and what kind of struck me was that She's a very, like, strong, independent, successful woman. And she was, like, you know, she's looking for a a partner. And he's, like, like I said, he's obviously gone through a lot. His dad passed away. We don't know what else (laughs) he's struggling with. And um, Mm -hmm. he was looking for so much reassurance. Like, he was always, like you know, ask, like, asking for compliments from her, like, do you think I look good? And, like, very mm-hmm. self, I think, I think there's a lot of, like, self-consciousness on his, his appearance, and so he, he's trying to present himself a certain way, you know, to her and to the world, um, but feeling um, inadequate, and so then, therefore, she was like, well, why do you, can you need me to tell you that you look a certain, you know, look good and feel good, or I can't remember, but um, so it was just this like uh, uh, imbalance I felt between the two of them, mm-hmm. and yeah, because she seems to be outspoken, mm-hmm. and then he's, I think his love language would be close to words of affirmation. Yeah, I feel like yeah, like. He just, like, even his body language was, like, just screaming for um, connection. And, mm-hmm. like, not that I didn't think that she had, like, an inability to, to do that. But I I don't think either of them understood really kind of what was underneath all of that. Like, 
I, I don't know how to explain what I'm thinking, but um, yeah, there's just like a lack of communication. I think mm-hmm. I think they just had expectations of each other and then didn't really like verbalize the expectations. They just assumed the other person would fulfill the needs that yeah. they had. And then their flirting style was like trolling each other. Yeah, she would like um like slap like his arm and stuff and like mm-hmm. kind of do that sort of thing and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> like Oh. Which, to be fair, though, she gets that from her mom because when Natalie's like, um, by the way, I'm engaged. Yeah. And like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel like it depends on the person. Yes, I hope that both of these men, Shake and Shane, will work on themselves, but... It all depends on them. Like, no one can make another person change. Yeah. As much as, like, especially the during the reunion, like, you could all tell, like, everyone's, like, trying to tell Shake, like, dude, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, anytime he opened his mouth, like, just everyone had this, like, eye roll cringe reaction. <laughs> like, someone please turn his mic off. <laughs> 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 we're done <laughs> yeah no more no more oh my god oh, yeah that was such a journey it really was <laughs> i still don't i i don't know the reunion might top uh season one jessica giving red wine to her dog like yeah mm. i mean <laughs> yeah i would agree i mean that was pretty out there <laughs> But um, do we want to talk real quick about Shayna and Ka- yeah. is it was it Kyle that she was engaged yeah. to? Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's so many other cups. I know. Everybody, we're so sorry. <laughs> we want to be sure we like, cover wait. all the bases. Um. Yeah. Like. I want to hear your thoughts first because yeah, it's, it's so it's a lot. Well, so first off, Shayna. So Shayna connected with two guys, which is like not uncommon, right? Like there is another mm-hmm. love triangle that we may or may not get to. Um, a quadrangle, I think, is how Vanessa <laughs> described it. <laughs> um. So, so Shayna connected with Kyle and then also connected with Shane, who we mentioned earlier. So there was a possibility of a Shane-Shayna, you know, engagement coupling. Um, But at the same time, Shane was talking with Natalie and, well... Shane proposed to Natalie. There was, like, a whole mix-up. Anyway... There's this whole thing between Shane, Shayna, and Natalie. Well, then Kyle proposes to Shayna, but they had, like, just literally, I don't know, like, how much time elapsed between their discussion on religion and the engagement, but it seemed very 
fast. So they finally kind of had this, like, hey, we haven't talked about, like, you know, what your religious beliefs are. Shayna explains that she's Christian and that her faith is very important to her. Kyle's like, I was raised Catholic, I think, um, raised in a religious household, but I am now atheist, and so I don't go to church, all that stuff. And Kyle is like, I don't have an issue with you, Shayna, being religious, Shayna's like, I don't know how I feel about you not being religious. And, but she still says yes. So he proposes to her. She says yes. With his mother's engagement ring. Yeah, he brought his mother's engagement ring. She said yes. But like her facial reactions, I'm like, ooh, she's unsure on this. You know, because she's just like, as he's proposing to her, you can kind of just see all of the wheels turning in her head on like, do I say yes? Do I say no? Like, ooh, I don't know. And then she says yes. And then she goes and talks to Shane and is like, I have feelings for you. I I am engaged, but I just needed you to know. Almost as like a, like a last ditch effort to be like, maybe I can like, persuade this other guy that I have a potentially a stronger connection with to you know I don't know like I'm I think she would have been willing to go back to Kyle and break off the engagement if Shane would have expressed interest because he had already made plans to propose to Natalie or had he already proposed Mm -hmm. to Natalie I don't know I don't remember so I think he was planning I think he was almost yeah like, right before. So then they get to Mexico, Shayna and Kyle, and, like, you know, they're chatting, and they're, like, we're going to try to make this work, and blah, blah, blah. Shayna's, like, ooh, I don't know if we should sleep in the same hotel room. And I'm, like, okay, I can respect that. And then she just leaves. Yeah. And so she... So that was, like, kind of her out, I think, was, like, okay, I'll stay in a different hotel room. And then, Mm -hmm. obviously, did some self-reflection. I don't know, like, if she had already made up her mind that she was going to leave or, like, how that happened. But, like, I could, yeah, she just, like, left because she's, like, I can't, I can't do this, you know, basically. Like, you know, maybe we can work things out, but the difference. And couldn't she say didn't she say that she was engaged before? I think all this? so. Okay. I think so. Um, I know she had mentioned that, like, she had been, she had had relationships with um, guys who were Christian, but that they didn't end up working out. Um, and so she was, like, willing to try, you know, if they really did have a good emotional connection. Um but, and so, I, my, my thoughts, I mean, I'm, I'm glad she left, really, because mm-hmm. she recognized that their values weren't aligned, mm-hmm. and that it was going to, because their values weren't aligned, it was probably going to create some issues for them down the road. Mm-hmm. And um, why drag this out any further 
and try to push something, you know. So I, I was actually kind of glad that she just decided to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I felt bad for Kyle, but, like, I was glad that she just kind of decided that it wasn't going to work out and it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I have other feelings, though, about the religion aspect. But I can imagine that, like, she would be very uncomfortable to have her beliefs, like, pushed and, like, questioned. And she just isn't in a space, you know. Like, she's in a space where that's something that's really important to her and something that she's valued in her life and wasn't ready to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I, I have a couple of things. The first part is I find it very frustrating, but I also very much understand why she said yes to the engagement in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because I think life experiences, especially for women, teach us that we need to submit and not speak up and not say no and to just roll with the punches and whatnot Mm -hmm. and so even though I don't think it was Kyle's intention I do think uh, Shayna was pressured into saying yes um, because that's what our culture has taught us um, that we have to just go with the flow and but then I think the past experience of being engaged before all of this had given her the building blocks to, like, stay within her boundaries and not self-betray herself. Yeah. So. Like, she was I feel- able to just identify, like, um, yeah, like, the, just what was important to her and, um you know yeah I think that's that's kind of where I'm at with her is like you know I I I understand and Mm -hmm. for Kyle's sake like I'm also glad that she she recognized that their differences were um you know that there were differences and Mm -hmm. you know while that might have been something that wouldn't have been a problem for him um, you know, he also probably wouldn't have been able to support her, um, which I think is something that she brought up is like, I don't think you'd be able to support me spiritually mm-hmm. in the way that I need at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's totally fair. And like, I think Pina, she was like, no, like I'll, I'll support you if you want, like, We'll discuss it when kids come into the picture, like, how we want to raise the kids. Like, do you want them to go to church? Do we not want them? So on and so forth. But um, especially in the church and whatever branch of Christianity you align with, many of them promote the idea of, no, you have to be with a godly man, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote, and He's on his walk with Jesus, quote unquote. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't 
immediately make him a good person yeah which i think is why she initially did say yes was because she's like he is a really great guy Mm -hmm. um we really really connected but yeah i mean i can't imagine the pressure that she feels from her family and like her church community to be in a relationship with somebody who aligns with them spiritually like oh yeah we didn't even mention that she took so they didn't do the mexico trip together but they kind of reconnected back in chicago and she's like you know let's give this one last shot and had him meet her family oh my god and yeah that was uncomfortable (laughs) sarah where were they on January 6th? I don't know. I really don't know. I was uncomfortable watching it. <laughs> yeah, her her family was, like, so intense. And I can understand why, like, your daughter is on this stupid right? reality <laughs> dating show and you're meeting this guy for the first time and they are apparently semi-engaged, semi-not-engaged. Yeah. And then... Then they ask him, are you a godly man? Well, no, like, I used to attend church, but now I don't anymore. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like heresy. Yeah. It's like they didn't even want to take the time to, like, actually know anything else about him. <laughs> yeah. Like, but then I didn't she say at some point, I can't remember when, but that her, the man that she was last engaged to proclaimed to be to be christian but then was an absolute jerk in yeah. every other aspect yeah so it's like it doesn't matter yeah if you have the title of christian or not yeah like if you're going to be a trash person <laughs> that doesn't just because you have the title of christian in part of your identity does not make you a good person yeah just like how um, because I'm thinking of like, I don't know, someone with like an advanced degree does not make them automatically, you know, mm-hmm. perfectly amazing in their field. You know, like it, it requires, um, a lot of self-reflection. It requires a lot of work on yourself. It requires studying, you know, like being uh, knowledgeable in your field, like that kind of thing. It's like the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. slap a, 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 let's say, let's say you have a Honda Civic and then you get a sticker that says a Porsche and you slap it on the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blending in with the kids. <laughs> Does that make oh it a fancy gosh. car? <laughs> yeah. Ex- oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I know that I'm training to be a therapist, but it's like, as myself personally, like I'm going to call out poor behavior when I see it. So it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, we have been recording yes. for like an hour and 20 <laughs> well some of that you can cut out <laughs> in the middle <laughs> right in the middle after like 24 minutes we had we had to we had to just you know uh you know i think we need to just use google hangouts through 
I know. Through means, you know. I know. Ridiculous. That's stupid. Like, I want to have more guests on our podcast, but I can't do it when I can't afford pro Zoom. I know. If anybody (sighs) has any good tips on a different video calling platform where we can have more people, (laughs) please tell us. Please Please tell us. (laughs) Preferably not Skype either because, like, that is the age of the dinosaurs. (laughs) We were watching Schitt's Creek and uh, Alexis was Skyping with her boyfriend who was uh, down in the Galapagos. And like as soon as that ringtone for Skype started, I'm like, oh my God, they're Skyping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a millennial. I know what that sounds like. Yay! Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. There's a couple other couples that we didn't dive into but that's all right go check out other podcasts because we're all talking about it at this point (laughs) (laughs) we're all talking about yeah i think it's pronounced salam nerds like they're a very small podcast but they're both um indian men so i highly recommend them cool and yeah so but please (laughs) give us a review either on (laughs) spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at We Are the Queen Pod, and email us if you have any inquiries or just want to tell us how awesome we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Queen Pod at gmail.com. Hit us up, people. Hit us up. Give us five stars. Woo! <laughs> have a good have week. Have a good everyone. week. You mean this meeting no, will end in 10 minutes? We went to just the two callers. Dang it, we confused it. <sighs> do you do we want to switch real quick and start another call? I think we have to. <laughs> it's only yes, been 24 I, I minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, so uh keep Audacity running and then we'll I'll send you. We'll a- do a yeah, we'll do a switcheroo. <laughs> This can be the outtake at the end of the episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hate you, Zoom. All right, I'll be right back. Zoom, 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 you're the worst. Zoom, 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 you're the worst. This podcast is not brought to you by Zoom. <laughs>